0: If I were to build Sixker's ABM program all over again, I wouldn't have spent 18 months trying to build an acquisition engine. I would have started with a retention engine and focused on customer retention because that's really like where growth starts is at the bottom of the funnel, right? You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, and in these episodes, you'll hear Sangram interview incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go.
1: All right, we are live. Sangram here from uh, from Terminus, from LinkedIn Live, all these things. I've been doing this for the last week or so, almost daily. I thought I'll do it for a couple of days and They're like, you know, 100, 200 people just kept showing up every single time. And so I'm like, all right, we'll just have different people come in give different perspectives of, of how things are going in marketing and sales and leadership and life and just keep things going. And it's so fascinating that almost every day I'm hearing stories of companies coming out of their shell and doing things that I think they were meant to do. But this situation is amplifying it. So I got my good friend... Justin over here, who I'm a big fan of from a brand perspective. So Justin, share a little bit about who you are, what you do. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people already know you, but it'd be really cool to hear your perspective
0: right now. No, I'm so happy to be here with you this morning, Sangram. Thanks for letting me. Always good to hang out with you. So uh, Justin Keller, I'm the the vice president of brand marketing at Terminus. And I came over from Sixter. So Terminus acquired us uh, late last year. And I headed up the marketing organization there, and uh, am now in charge of you know helping to add more gas to the fire of the terminus brand that that you guys have built over the last several years. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 so great to be part of the the team, and you know actually be coworkers with you now, Sanger. We've been friends for a while, but now we get to yeah. work together. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we are living it together, man. And I continue to get super super impressed with everything that you're doing and you're bringing uh, regardless of what's going on. So, first and foremost, how are you doing? How's your wife doing?
0: How's your how's your family doing? We're good. We're good. We're we're getting through this. We're still my wife always makes a joke. Well, we're still married. <laughs> um yes, yeah, so we're getting adapted to it. You know, it's like is different. Like welcome to my this used to be like my music studio at home and it's now my office and it's gradually getting like less guitars and more work stuff and post stuff and my dog is absolutely living his best life like he loves hanging out with us all day he's getting lots more walks yeah he'll come busting in
1: i'm hearing that all across the board right uh, i was watching a twitter stream yesterday uh, and it was about what is the new game uh, husband and wives are playing and they're like hey, why do you do it that way or like, we <laughs> showed you a better way to do it, which is never a good starter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's really, really interesting. So we got uh, Perry here, um, hey, from Netherlands. We got Latasha um, from Houston, and we're just getting a bunch of folks joining in. So as we get into it, Justin, share what you have been doing that got Terminus the second highest traffic. Like, Go from the inception. How did the idea start before you even get to the idea? What made you think
0: about it? What, 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 what was the process like? So this was sometime last year. I was at a Marketo event. And this guy comes up and introduces himself. And I'm like, this is not normally the type of person I meet at these conferences. He was a huge, long beard, long hair, bandana, leather Viker vest on, jeans, boots, the whole thing. Not your average marketer. <laughs> and uh, he gave me his business card and it is just wild. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm holding on to this. I put it in my pocket and I got back to the office you know, next week and I find this business card and I'm like, I'm going to check out this guy's website. Yeah. And it's not changed probably in you know, 15, 20 years. It was just one of those really loud, old GeoCities pages that the internet used to be totally full of back when people could code their own own websites and that was kind of the aesthetic back then so i um shared it with my team and this is before since was even acquired um just kind of like a i was like guys april fool's day next year we need to make up mock up like you know a new version of of the website that looks absolutely awful and then you know we got acquired things got really crazy and i got a pop-up on my calendar that was a reminder to build this page out and so i was like okay we are gonna do it we're gonna do it like The the world could use a good laugh right now. Yes. If you're following along, you can go to terminus.com slash geocities. But uh, anyways, I work with my teammate Summer, who's just an absolute rock star. And she's a a, a wonderful designer. And I'm sure it pained her to make this website because I, I was like, no, we need to add more typos. We need to add more dancing baby gifts. There needs to be at least six MC Hammer gifts at the bottom of it um and, and like a, so you put it now on what terminus.com slash Geo cities.
1: so sure. let's say so amy if you could put that link in there terminus.com slash geocities for people to go later on i think you will get a really good laugh at it because I I literally spent like five minutes just watching the dancing baby and the pipes and how you defined it. All the things like this got to be wrong. And and also when they're like, you didn't tell everybody this was gonna go live.
0: And yeah. What yeah, so I told the first thing in the morning it went up, and I announced on Slack in the general channel to everyone like, "Hey, everyone, your marketing team has been hard at work for the last three months building this brand new website. I'm so excited to unveil the beautiful neoTerminus.com." And we had a few employees freak out being like, oh my God, is something wrong with our website? We had we had people say, you guys need to talk to your CMO. Like whatever is going on in marketing right now is not right. People just didn't remember that it was April Fool's Day. And yeah. this was a gag. But the whole gag had like a, a reason for it. Where I wasn't just, I mean, it, it would have been fine to do it because it was funny and goofy on its own. Um, but I was very concerned about the tone just because of everything that's going on right now. I didn't want anyone to get you know offended. Like we tried to keep it super neutral, but it might've fallen on deaf ears. It might've kind of, Come across the wrong way. So we kind of couched in it this message about the status quo of marketing. You know, like websites look like this really awful 20 years ago. And then about 10 years later, uh, marketing automation would become the standard. And the distance between then and marketing automation is shorter than the time between marketing automation and now. But I, I know so many marketers are just still like, yeah, my tech stack is, you know, Marketo or HubSpot, and that's all we do. And I think uh, especially and we're seeing it show up very acutely right now, like traditional marketing strategies are not going to work going forward and people need to, you know, make an update. So That was the whole point. Like that was the message that we got in there. But it went viral. Like we got tons and tons of comments, second highest, second highest day of traffic ever by only like 100 visitors. I think if we'd kept it up a couple hours longer, we would have we would have broken the record. Wow. And talk, I
1: mean, so, so that's part of the brand and and this is some, that's why I wanted to make sure that uh, we talk about this because this is not a terminus conversation. This is a brand conversation that I think we need to have. And I've been sharing this, the idea that you and I have talked about it with Tim and others, which is brand drives demand that this is, this is the time where, you know what you, you, when we talk about being empathetic and, uh, listening to your customers and understanding what's going on doesn't necessarily mean that you just sit back and just let the world unfold in front of you and do nothing. Yeah. I think right now, brand marketers, and that's why I'm such a big fan of you and anybody who's in brand marketing, if not, get that muscle because you're going to need that more now than ever. I think this is the time when you actually start building your companies true brand. What do you stand for? So for example, yesterday we had Jeff Perkins, right? He's the CMO of Park Mobile. They do mobile and they all, they're imagine that, right? That Park Mobile, their whole business is about helping people park their car, yeah. right? So he's looking at that and he's like, what do I do? Like, this is crazy, insane. Instantly, <laughs> like the whole business is like, you know, getting, getting challenged. But what they did, Justin, was they said, you know what? We have this mobile app and that has over a couple of million people who get on it on a regular basis every single month. So th- and there's a whole payment system set up. So they just turned that into a nonprofit thing. He's like, hey, how about everyone can just literally in two clicks within the mobile app, donate to a certain charity that can help people do certain things. They're seeing people using their spaces where the parking spaces now for free parking for uh, people who work in uh, the hospitals and all those things. So all of a sudden they have just pivoted their entire business for the next three months to completely go back to their core of building trust with their customers and relationship and then helping, uh, which is something that we talk about too. So I'm wondering, I'd I'm, I'm love to get your thoughts on this whole idea of brand and what do you think? what brand marketers can actually do right now to, extinct, to, to do
0: this more often? I think, okay, the first thing is that we don't need any more COVID emails saying, here's what we're doing, or here's kind of, you know,
2: ah, yeah.
0: there's, we hit the saturation point last week yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think more importantly, like now is time to double down on brand. Like, A, a lot of sheepish marketers are doing exactly what you said. They're kind of like, leaning back and letting the world unfold in front of them rather than charging forward and creating, you know, a really strong brand impression now more than ever. And there's a lot of historical context for why you should do this. There's, and I can, I'll share it in the the comments um, after this. There's like a hundred years of data that says during every recession, companies that double down on brand that invest in advertising that, you know, increase and are more aggressive with ad spend grow more during the recession, but then have kind of this springboard effect. Once the market recovers, they are so much further ahead of their competition um, as a result. So in the 80s, there was, you know, like 81 through 85, a really tough economy. And McGraw-Hill Research, their research arm, surveyed 600 B2B brands and found that the ones that increased their focus on brands through advertising, through, you know, direct-to-consumer marketing, whatever came out 275% bigger than companies wow. that didn't pull back. Huge growth. I mean, it's not like a, it's not like a minus 10% thing. Like this is like a make or break moment for brand marketers.
1: So is it, and how, I mean, this is fascinating. Are we producing this and putting that study somewhere or like we should write about yeah, we're this
0: stuff. Working on it. So yes, yeah, so we were working. I'm putting a blog post together for it, for, for the, the Terminus blog. But there's a ton of data out there that says right now is the time to increase your brand investment. That is super fascinating. Now, and you mentioned about
1: this between 80 in in the 80s, how long, because right now it feels like this is already long, like too long for a lot of people. For me, certainly, you've never seen anything like this. But how long did that bad period lasted at that time? How Do you know anything around how long did uh, McGraw Hill or other brands were able to sustain that rough period? Was it just
0: a few months or a couple of years? It was a long period. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and there's a lot, and I, I'll, I'll share. I'll share the link because there's a, a meta uh, like aggregate analysis of it. But the benefits lasted for two to three years after the recession ended. So they stayed in that strong position for two to three years after. So it wasn't just like they were growing during the recession, but they maintained that momentum coming out the other end. Wow.
1: Okay. So for all. So first of all, again, hey Megan, that you. I love you being here, uh, Patrick, Steve, Chad, Jeff Anderson uh, from, dude, I love it. Jeff is the one who wrote the book, Four. It's one of the best books that I've read because Four, this this is the time, it goes back to the brand building idea. Jeff wrote the book, Four, What Do You Stand For? And I, I think this is the time where everybody who's in marketing, brand, like what do you, what does your brand stand for, is more important than than anything right now. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Perrin, Latasha, Jen. Uh, Jen, good to see you. Jen, uh, she's a marketing manager at Studio Science. Her questions. So I want to want to ask you that uh, specifically. And if you have any questions, again, just jump in there. There's also a link if you want to just hop in and do a live Facetime with both of us and uh, talk about what you're doing or share something that that you might have. Her question last time was really interesting. She said, "Well, in in some ways, I'm paraphrasing." So Jen, feel free to jump in here if you if you want to correct me on this one. But her question was like, is this a a really good time to think about account base? Or is this like a time where we should be thinking about marketing differently than ever before? Um, So I'm curious to get your thoughts.
0: Uh, I think the answer is yes, absolutely. Because the way this is affecting companies... Is different right there's companies that are doing very well right now they're very resilient to this you know uh, medical um, you know delivery logistics, stuff like that those yeah. companies are moving a lot of other companies are shrinking you don't want to go wide and try and you know appeal to everyone you probably just want to train your guns on companies that are growing right now and that are able to step on the gas easier than companies that are you know kind of shrinking in a little bit Secondly, right now, and we just, uh, there was just a study I read this morning that 53% of companies have already felt the impact from their customers that are starting to churn. So they're, they're already starting to see their customers churn. And if you ask me, if I were to build six ABM program all over again, I wouldn't have spent 18 months trying to build an acquisition engine. I would have started with a retention engine. And focused on customer retention, because that's really like where growth starts is at the bottom of the funnel, right? Yeah. If you can you know, keep your, your bucket from leaking. It makes that top line growth a lot easier. And so focusing on customers is in a lot of ways like the purest expression of ABM. You, you know exactly the customer, you know, the use case, you've got the yep. account and you build that muscle a lot easier by focusing on your customers. So I'd say absolutely focused on companies who specifically are resilient to the downturn in the market who can benefit from whatever you guys are doing and then focusing on your customers is also going to be extremely important right now
1: yep totally and i know we are writing something you're talking about this as well at, uh, at i think the drift uh
0: plus terminus yeah. growth uh, yeah, and then at um the sendoso the show must go on we're giving it's a similar it's not the same presentation but someone it's really focusing on you know how account-based is a customer retention motion and a lot of strategies and things we're seeing our customers do yeah. to, you know, stop that churn issue. That's going to be a problem for a lot of companies.
1: And thanks for recommending Dan Forman uh, from, from uh, Sandoso. So he's going to be on tomorrow um, at 9 a.m. So we will chat more about like, well, their industry. They're in direct mail. And yeah. Now, every time I go to pick up the mail, I don't know if everybody's doing this and maybe we are the only people who are doing it. We're first cleaning the mail stuff and and making sure that we are cleaning it before we bring it in again the world has just changed dramatically so you know the the amazon guy would like hey what do you want me to drop off and he's like a 10 feet distance and he would just drop off somewhere he will never give any more things in our hand where we need like and none of that so it's really really interesting so i wonder if, how or how much of the direct mail world is getting impacted as a result of it and are people still doing it are doing a different. So we'll talk more about that, that tomorrow, but we'll get we thoughts
0: on that. I think, so what we've seen, our team's doing is, um, a, a, mail is a challenge. It's a slow. And a lot of times, we don't have people's home addresses. Like in a B2B context, you don't find someone's home address. It's almost a little weird and creepy. Yeah. So we're seeing a lot of emailing of gift certificates to you know, our future customers, you know, restaurants in their local area so that they can support their local businesses kind of on the house from us. And that's kind of taken place of all the direct, like actual dimensional mail that we're, we're you know, used to do.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I have uh, if uh, Nidish, you, you, I see Nidish on the call. So let me see if I can bring him in. Hey, man, how you doing?
2: Okay. Uh, I, I'm, doing good.
1: I'm doing good. How are you? I am good, man. All right. So we got Justin over here, too. So Nidish, I know you've written a few books. You're doing some really cool stuff. What are you seeing? Any questions that you have for us?
2: Uh, Hey, Justin. Hey, Sangram. First of uh, all, thank you for joining me in the call. This one concept, uh, so recently we started a digital marketing agency looking into the consideration that I know a lot of people who are being laid off and how I can, uh, because I also personally have taken 50% uh, pay cut uh, from the organization I work for. So I thought, let's do something uh, which I always wanted to do. So we are built, basically building a concept around remote workforce. And I just wanted your thoughts from a, from your experiences, like what could be the future of remote workforce? Because there has been a shift, uh, at least uh, from where I live in India, I could definitely see that. And uh, if that is the concept which I want to build around a, a company or a Marketing agencies
0: or how to market that. <clears throat> hey, I love that you're doing like what we're talking about here, like going big during a time where it's a little risky and with your dream. I think we're, like I think the world will look different on the other side of this. Like I don't think I am a very big fan of being in the office and getting energy from my teammates. And I miss that a lot. And I think that, that like at a psych- psychological level is going to change for a lot of people on the other side of this. So I think it's probably um, a good time to think about starting a concept like that. I think the most important thing going forward is going to be communication. Like I, we're getting kind of in this groove now for three weeks. So kind of the handoff between teammates and um, we're kind of changing our communication patterns, but things still get mixed up because you don't have that ability to lean over to someone and say, Hey, you know, uh, I thought we talked about this with this, you know, and those little moments of clarification that happen are kind of all things that, and yeah. so getting really tight with communication is maybe super important for all of us.
1: Yeah, I love that. And and it is. I'll a- answer your question, and then I have Megan here who's asking about uh, certain platforms and things. So we'll, we'll chat about that. Steve Ad is there as well, so this is really cool. Uh, and Daniel, who's going to be here tomorrow, he's also watching LinkedIn Live. So that's fantastic. Uh, Daniel, by the way, you the one who said, you should be, you know, we should be talking to you. So we're going to do that uh, tomorrow. Uh, for me, I've always loved the balance of the two tremendously. So in our case, and Justin knows this, the whole podcast that we do, which is a daily podcast, Float My Funnel, that Terminus is obviously sponsoring, hosting, and that has allowed us to do 500 plus episodes, that is completely outsourced to Sweet Fish Media, which is an agency that runs it. And the reason we did that in the beginning is because we knew this would never be the number one priority for our organization every day, right? Because it's a business. It's it's always something that comes up and something that really needed to be done. And it's hard to try ROI with certain things, but it'd have a long-term impact on the business bigger than anything else, right? So there's a balance that that we as an organization have struck. And there are other things like the creative house, right? the stuff that Justin did with Joanne, like, that it's really, really almost. Awesome. I mean, That would, if you were to go to a brand and say, do you want to do something where Justin did, and, and Justin, don't let your head explode, but that would cost like a half a million dollars worth of, like, agency conversation to have, like, hey, let's come up with a strategy to get the 90s and the 80s back, get the dancing baby done, and, like, the whole amount of people that would have been involved, and the amount of money we would have paid, it would have been nothing. But Justin took it and said, you're going to do this thing. Only five or seven people or 10 people maybe were aware of it. And he launched it and he made it the biggest thing that we have done as a company. And that level of things to be wow. done is extremely hard to do, right? And it was the second highest traffic day for Terminus, and uh, And Justin, you, how, how many inbounds and stuff we got? This is not just a brand play for just brand people. It was, I, mean, it
0: worked. I mean, the more people you get to your website, the, the more business you generate, basically. Yeah. Um, and we so had like 25% of all the meetings we booked this month were on that day um and or i'm sorry in the quarter i'm sorry in quarter and we even had you know a fortune 500 like an svp of marketing come in the front door fill out it i mean the kinds of things you you know like you get once in a blue moon super interested buyer came in during this really goofy website and filled out the form and said yes i want to learn more um so it worked but you know it was like the gag made sense to the business right so it kind of had it had a reason for existing but uh, yeah, it was, I was scared to death to launch this. I was so nervous this morning because I hadn't cleared it with many people. I just yeah. A lot of woke up that morning and were... <laughs> yeah,
1: and the reality is, if you would have shared with a lot of people, Justin, I think you know in your heart that you might have got pushback. You might have like got all these like people who have absolutely no business telling what to do would have told you, ah, I'm not sure right now. But you went ahead. And I think that's what it is. I think that's what... Um, entrepreneurship and all the things that we're talking about is really is right now, every marketer needs to be an entrepreneur in their mindset. They need to learn to do things and break things and be okay with it, take risk. Actually, this is the time to re- take risk. Now, the risk doesn't mean call up every single of your you know your future customers and try to sell them. This is the time to do something that you always, always wanted to do, right? I really do believe this is the time where you, you do things that you always wanted to do. And people are like, 99% of the people are going to sit back and do nothing. So if you do something, if you do something, I think you're going to stand out in a big way. So Nidish, I got to take uh, another question uh, from Erica, but thanks for for jumping in, man. appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: All right. So Megan over here, she's asking, uh, and Megan, good to good to see you. She's asking, do you know a favorite webinar platform that allows for live video Q&A? Uh, that's, uh, that's more of like, I mean, I think we're doing this right now. I'm using StreamYard,
0: just so everybody knows. Um, um, but I don't know. Do you know anything, Justin, on that? I don't know. No, I don't think I don't think on 24, let's, like, the viewers turn their video on and do the Q&A. So, like, I think this is kind of the only place I've seen. Like, that was really cool what we just did with Nish. So yeah. So, I guess probably. Anyone
2: <laughs>
1: literally jump in. I had a link in there to, like, ask questions. So, I see Elizabeth. So, let's see if we can get uh, Elizabeth up here. Hey, Elizabeth, can you hear us?
3: Hi, I can hear you.
1: Awesome. Well, tell us where you're from, what's going on with you, and we'll try to see what we can talk about.
3: Awesome. Yeah, I'm actually an ADR from Terminus, so obviously just big Woo! fans of you guys. <laughs> I can't
1: the um, whole name, so I just saw Elizabeth, so I'm like, hey.
3: Yeah, no, it's me. Um, I guess, you know, we've been having great sessions with our marketing team. Um, just chatting about like what are great ways that um, we can be getting attention from marketers right now, kind of in these unprecedented times. And um, big things that obviously we're seeing is just being of a resource to people. So just curious, like you two, obviously are getting lots of emails from people. What are things that are standing out of the noise from people right now?
0: E.T., what's up? Uh, (laughs) I think... You know what? I'm going to be totally honest. It's tough. Like I have gotten overwhelmed with so many irrelevant messages right now that it has made me a little um, desensitized to a lot of the cold emails I normally would have read and opened up. Um, And meetings are at an all time high for me. Like I spend half my day, most, not even half, most of my day on Zoom because those little hallway conversations can't happen anymore. So we have to schedule time for it. I think, yeah, I mean, for me, and this is true regardless of when it is, just trying to make a personal connection, learn about someone, um, take an interest in them first, not even relating to the business. Just like, I think you're a cool person because of this. Yeah. And we wanted to get connected with you. Maybe one day we'll work together and just playing the long game right now. Cause I think it's, it's going to be tough for you guys. And like, you know, I, I you know, I'm the ADR's the biggest champ ET. Um, <laughs> And so that's what I, I need to lean in there and figure out how I can help you guys more because it's tough for you right now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And, and E.T., what I would also say, by the way, e, uh,
1: when you said E.T., man, I remembered the movie E.T. I don't know how many of you see seen it. It's one of my favorite movies, by the way. Give thumbs up if you've ever watched that movie, by the way. It's a, it's a fun movie to watch. Um, it's completely unrelated, obviously. Uh, the, the part, I think both Justin and I know Kyle Lacey and what Les- Lessonly did, I think that's the cool. That is what I feel the new marketing looks like. What Lessonly did was they essentially said, "All right, this is a time where majority of the people are, all of the people are going to be home, um, but they're going to have kids. With my, I have two kids, nine year old son and a five year old daughter, and they're and this week is spring break. It's even harder. There's no homework, no schedule, nothing. So, uh, you know, so we we were working and creating schedules all day long yesterday, but. He they just created a coloring book that people can print at home and get their kids going and I think they launched something now the next level something else last week and they're consistently creating conversations to keep more be more relevant and be empathetic and drive to their brand their their whole work do better which is kind of their messaging so a lot of really interesting things, ET and I think that that the, the, the reality is also is I can probably think of maybe just one other example and that's the sad state that's why I wanted Justin to be on it because I think, maybe I'm biased. I'm just like super excited about what what Terminus is doing with the LinkedIn lives, with what Justin is doing with the the brand. I think companies, there are only a very few companies who are going to build brand right now. They really truly will build brand, personal brand, as well as company brand. And those are the ones that are going to thrive in the future. Others who are just waiting and still going by the the old marketing and sales cycles, uh, they're going to fade away. So let's uh, let's do the best work of our life right now and be mm-hmm. su- and be super creative. This is the time where you can do that.
0: That might be a good thing to do is to lean in on the kids and like the difficult work environment. Et like we did with uh, the with, with the dogs, right? Like yeah, you like you know, try and figure out how you can help people with their their kids situation. You can send them, you know, I don't know. It's tough to mail them at home. Yeah, but
1: yeah,
3: yeah. No, that's awesome. Thank you guys so much.
1: Thanks, ET. Thanks for jumping in. Um, So a couple of thoughts, man. Today's conversation is like awesome. So I see Erica just bought uh, the four book from Jeff Henderson. Great, Mm Jeff. I'm looking for my royalty check to come in anytime. Mm -hmm. I promise I would wipe it clean before I cash it. um, In in that way, Martin, uh, his question is: What do you recommend for posting videos on LinkedIn if LinkedIn Live is not? And clearly, lots and lots and lots. I'm getting probably 10, 20 requests every day from people like, hey, could you? Hook me up to do LinkedIn Live. And I'm I'm not trying to be... So I just want to publicly apologize like for people I'm not responding to, everybody I can't. And the people I'm responding, I'm like, I don't have an in. I don't have a buddy at LinkedIn who is just granting me all the things. It's just happened that I was part of their beta program. And I actually had it for about six months and I did it here and there. But I'm just doing it more now than ever because it's, it's so much more easier to do. I literally turned all of my podcast conversations into LinkedIn Live. That's literally what I'm doing. So I'm not even creating net new. I'm just having conversations that I would have had anyway. Um, so mm-hmm. if you don't have LinkedIn broadcaster like, like I do or access to do that, you still can put a couple two minute videos. Um, I know Justin, you do a phenomenal job. What is your response typically that you get on video versus text post?
0: Oh, like a hundred times more engagement with video and, and if it's video with subtitles, even more. So it's always worth that extra, like 30 minutes to go to like Veed or Rev, one of these transcription sites that'll automatically kind of transcribe and throw subtitles in there for you. Yeah. Um, Because people don't, you know, if you're on your phone, a lot of people don't have the headphones in, but they'll still watch your video and read along. Yeah. Um, It makes your post pop.
1: Big time. All right, folks. So, this is all the time we got today. We'll be back here tomorrow with Dan, uh, who runs marketing at BFL. Again, uh, sorry, not PFL. Sorry, Sendoso. Uh, Sendoso, cr- scratch that. See, this is the live editing, right? Sendoso, and, and they're a really, really cool company. We use them all the time, have used them for our books and all those things, too. So, all I have to say is that tune in tomorrow for 9 a.m., type in your questions that you have, uh, reach out to um, to Justin and see what, what he's doing. And Justin, give the URL one more time so people can go and check out the awesomeness that you created that drove that much traffic and inbound.
0: Terminus.com slash geocities.
1: Okay, terminus.com slash geocities. Again, we promise it's not a sales. Like you won't be sold over there, but you will be sold on the way branding is done. And we hope, we I literally hope that someone would take an idea like that Make it their own. Do something and we bring you back on the show. And then you share what how creative you were. That will make my day. That will make Justin's day. And it will be phenomenal. So peace out. God loves you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank
0: you, everybody. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review.